Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Today we have Jeffrey H. On Palm. Yeah. Pretty good on the yeah, pronunciation? That's pretty good. That's Our pretty LA good. Galaxy 2 player currently, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, man, let's just keep it casual, yeah? Yeah. Okay, you know, I, I didn't mention it earlier when you came in, but I realized, dude, you're pretty, like, swagged out, huh? Thank you. You got the style and all yeah, that going on? I try. You yeah. got the, the, the shirt, the chains, the earring. You can't see it because, you, you know. You can't really know? see it, but... Right, right you got the earring, yeah, and you got even the, like the, the Louis, we got the Louis Vuitton shoes. What's yeah. up? You know what I mean? Like, is really uh, USL Pro contracts are like paying a lot better than I thought nowadays? Huh? Nah. What's up with all that? <laughs> nah, I'm, st- I'm still milking the Bastia money. But, yeah. You know, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, the yeah. Bastia money. All right, let's you know, yeah. let's get into that then. Okay, so then uh, we'll start with uh, let's start with just kind of like uh, how you started with with soccer, right? Because you, st- you talked about Bastia, right? And that yeah. was like uh, just like two teams ago, right? Yeah. Okay, but then let's start a little bit before that, right? Where were you? Where are you originally from then? So I'm from Ghana, uh, West Africa. Mm-hmm. You gotta uh, say that because not everyone will know yeah, where Ghana yeah, is, right? Sure yeah, gotta make sure they Population to 22 million now, still growing. It's huge, though. Uh, yeah, huge. yeah, yeah. Right off the coast, so mm-hmm. grew up in Ghana. Started playing when I was seven. Uh, I moved to Right to Dream, which is like a, a soccer academy mm-hmm. in Ghana when I was uh, when I just turned 10 years mm-hmm. old. So I moved, I moved away from home when I was pretty young. So you said the Right to Dream Academy, right? Yeah. What is that? Because I looked on that a little bit. That was yeah. like really uh, dope so, and interesting, huh? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a non-profit organization that basically gives like underprivileged kids the opportunity to realize the dream. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I wanted to be a soccer player. I've had, I've had teammates who have gone on to be, you know, like gone into film, uh, just like basically whatever they want to do. So like I have, I have teammates now, uh, former teammates now who are still... In, in, in college, uh, mm-hmm. trying to like pursue the dream of being directors, doctors, okay. you know, lawyers. So the right to dream isn't just for soccer or well, football, it is? So, or is so it? that's how you get scouted as, as an athlete, as a okay. soccer player. But then, okay. you know, your potential mm-hmm. of being, you know, turning out to be whatever you're passionate about, just kind of like, you, you know. follow your yeah, passion. Yeah, you could literally just follow Really? Up. Okay. Yeah. So you, you got into that academy and yeah. then you moved to the U.S. at what age? When I was 14. So 14, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just moved to the U.S. Uh, right. for high school when I was 14. Okay, and that's when yeah. that, so that, that accent is permanent, right? That's like uh, that, that's smooth. I don't even know that. what I sound like. Like yeah, anymore, it's smooth honestly. though. You, you don't get comments from the ladies on that accent. It's they always ask where you're from, they though, right? They always ask me where yeah. I'm from, and, and then what do like, you say? I mean, I tell them from Ghana, yeah. but then like, but it's Wait. not a, it's not like a, but it sounds like it's probably because you've been in like where you were living in France for a bit, yeah, I lived right? in France okay. for a bit, and I lived uh-huh. in Mexico for a bit. Mexico definitely didn't pick up anything that goes okay. kind of short. short. Okay. It was too, too short, short. but yeah. uh, I don't know. I think I think it's you know. I speak I speak French now and I okay. uh, a little bit of Spanish not not that great but I mm-hmm. think you know it depends where I am and wh- like who I'm speaking to mm-hmm. like it comes out of me when I'm speaking to my mom on the phone I'm talking mm-hmm. to my dad I think I have to like enounce a little mm-hmm. bit more so mm-hmm. they understand but when I'm in the US if I'm if I have like the thick accent it's hard right. for for people to to understand but I, I don't know. I think I think my whole mm-hmm. accent now is just kind of a, a blend between you mm-hmm. know everywhere I've been and yeah, everyone yeah. I've lived so far. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then you you lived uh, in uh, what Santa Barbara? I lived in Santa Barbara. Okay. So hi, my high school was in Carpinteria. It's mm-hmm. literally small, 10, 15 like minutes a small away. School or small school. Uh, small private school. Private school. Yeah. Okay. Two hundred two hundred and twenty people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, my class was like seventy five people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when so I went to Kate School in Santa in Carpinteria for. 
from freshman to senior year, four years, and then I went to UCS before my freshman year. So you're you're living with your family at this time? No, you moved here with your family. Or no, no, I moved by myself. Oh, you moved by yourself? Yeah, I actually moved moved here with one of my best friends. Uh, okay. I moved down Laddie. He plays in Minnesota now. Oh, he does. Uh, so we moved here. It's kind of crazy. We uh, mm-hmm. we got to the airport with like twenty bucks in our pocket. That's and crazy. We, yeah, we thought it was like the. So he was from ever. the the Right to Dream yeah, Academy. Yeah, so we as both well? played at Right to Dream. So then the Right to Dream Academy, they they it's a nonprofit. It sounds like, and if they scout you based on your talent, right? Yeah. And then they give you opportunities. Yeah. And then what? They ship you off to America with twenty dollars in your pocket. No, what, okay, that okay, no, that, that was, that, that's a whole different, a different story. But well, actually, you, you spent it all. Huh? No, 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 no. So, so this all is right. what happened. Yeah. So uh, they gave you five so, thousand. So, you spent it <laughs> before you left. So uh, I got a scholarship to go to Kate School in, uh-huh. in Carpentry, and he got a scholarship to go to Dunn School. Okay. But uh, that class, in my class, there were like five guys who came to the U.S. to go study, and mm-hmm. uh, there were kids who went to Hotchkiss on the East Coast, Millbrook, mm-hmm. uh, Kent. You know, a bunch of schools on the East Coast, and yeah. we're the only two coming to the West Coast. Okay. So we go to the airport, and our kid—I mean, our kid—we we had everything taken care of. Like right. we had, you know, like you know, guardians were picking us up at the airport. Yeah. Like you know, stewardess were taking us through. But I was hitting like pocket money, you know. Sure, sure. And from a kid that you know yeah. from Ghana, and I hadn't seen like any currency apart from the city, which is like the currency we have in Ghana. And okay. and and every time we saw like foreign money, we would uh, break it down into like. How we converted it to how much it is in cities and what we could really like buy or what we could get in Ghana. And so mm-hmm. when we're leaving, our our head of pastoral care, so like kind of our dorm parent, yeah. I, I write to him, gave us like 20 bucks, like, hey, mm-hmm. have fun, like, get whatever snacks you want at the yeah. airport, like, yeah, you know, yeah. good luck. And my boy and I were like, oh, $20? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot of money, though, yeah, right? Yeah, like, we yeah. get it. So you spent it on the airport? The or funny no? thing is, we didn't even spend you it. Spend it. We, kept we, it. We, we kept it all okay. the way till we get to the US. I mean, like, mm-hmm. The first thing we did, we get picked out of the airport. We go uh, to Panda Express. Our guide took us to Panda Express. Mm-hmm. We had like a feast. This is at the airport still. No, well, we left. We had just landed in Santa okay. Barbara. Landed in Santa Barbara, okay. And we still had the twenty bucks in our pockets, yeah. and we like went to like I think it was like Ross. We like walked and okay. everything was like we're looking at the price tag. And we're like, oh, yeah. what could we get? And, like yeah. walking around with twenty bucks. Hey, Ross our is the best place to hey, go with twenty bucks. We though, right? were balling. Yeah. We're like, yes, please. <laughs> you stretched it. You stretched oh, that. Oh, we stretched that. Okay. Now I think it was just the fascinating part about that was like uh-huh. how we didn't touch the money like the entire time. Like this guy was like. Buy something at the airport that you want to eat or something. Yeah, yeah, like, like, oh, nah, no, 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 right? Nah. That's hilarious. So then you said uh, Panda Express, though. Was that the first time you tried yeah, like Panda Express? Yeah, Panda Express was my mm-hmm. first spot. I went with uh, our guardian, Dan Davey Foley, mm-hmm. to go to Panda Express. Uh, and I, was, I think I started school the next day. So right after that, we went back, dropped off my bags, and then we had to go get like school supplies and just walking around and, like the stores and just checking out laptops and all that stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've had nothing before. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a laptop, I didn't have a phone, right. didn't have anything. Like, you know, like I come out of here and this lady's like, what laptop do you need for school? I'm like, yeah. So this is like you're staying with a host family? Yes, my host family. Okay, and, and so you stayed with a host family and your friend stayed with a different host family? Yeah, so he lives, okay. he lived, He went to dance school, which is in San Inez. Okay, so his pretty host, close by. Yeah, pretty close by. Yeah. It's like a 45 minute drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his host family was there and my host family. Yeah. My host family actually lived in San Francisco, so to Wait, so your host family lives in San Francisco? Yeah. But you're going to Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Okay. So, so, so Santa Barbara, my high school was a boarding school, so I didn't even oh, need my host yeah, family Yeah, you there. didn't even stay with but them. But his okay. school was a day school slash boarding school, so he got to stay home with and go to school family. with his host family. But uh, the great thing about my host family was I had uh, two of my host brothers that went to like, the same school as me. Mm-hmm. They went to Kate, and so I okay. still have my... My host brother's there. Okay, so, so you guys had your little, yeah, like your, your crew there still, yeah, huh? Yeah, and hang so, out together and yeah. got to, okay. But you guys are already speaking English at yeah, the time, right? Yeah, yeah, So you studied I, English at home. I write to dream. Okay, so, you know, I, okay. I, I so no problem with that adjustment, right? No. Just culturally. It was culturally a little uh-huh. bit of a shock, and it's uh-huh. like, What was the biggest shocks like, you know? 
I mean, I think to this day, it's kind of yeah. like, uh, uh, for me, it's like how, I wouldn't say kids, because mm-hmm. I'm still young, but mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. You're 21, like, right? Yeah, I'm okay. 21. People yeah. like my age and just the, how they, they, they relate to their parents. It's like mm. how they talk to their parents. And okay. That that's still is a shock. Like when I would like, I'll visit friends and stuff and the way yeah. they, they talk to your parents. And right. I'm like... That wouldn't they, fly in Ghana? Oh, Mm. No, 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 chance. <laughs> no, none of that, no chance. Yeah, no, like mama, mama won't allow mom, that. If I no? raise my voice, my yeah. mom, my dad, yeah. my dad, I wouldn't even think about it. He's like okay. a quiet dude. Okay. Like he doesn't talk. But you're not gonna much. raise. You're, you're, you don't. No, you, no, you're, no, you're, no, no, no. Dad's like, strict, right? Yeah, my yeah, dad yeah. is like okay. my dad. Like never hit me or done anything. Okay. But like you knew, like he had something, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah. you just kind of did, you, you know, you, yeah. yes, sir. You just don't cross the line. You just don't cross the line. Okay. But, like, and I, but with their mom, right? More with my mom, I got casual, yeah, my mom but you know and I, she's, my mom, but she's not going to oh, let you yeah, step my mom over and the line tight. My mom and okay. I, my mom is, like, my best friend. And, mm-hmm. and uh, like, we would joke around and everything. But, like, I knew when to, like, when I got that eye, I'm like, yeah. all, right, all okay. right, that's it. You right. know, but, like, So Ghana's pretty traditional. It's strict. pretty traditional, yeah, pretty strict. Okay. So that was one of that, the biggest That was things? one of the biggest culture shocks. And I mean, it's still, like, I'm dealing with it. Like, I okay. get super uncomfortable by that. Yeah, when like, you see people when I see, like, the kids, like, raise their voice. casual, raise their voice to their parents. Or, like, thing. talk back, or, like, yeah, get yeah. in fights. I'm like, I can yeah. never get in a fight with my mom. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. She will right? smack me. Yeah, like, she'll whoop you, right? Yeah, it's not. It's okay. not. So I think I think culturally, it's, like, it's, it's super different, you mm-hmm. know? And I guess that's how, you know, America does it. And that's how, you know, I was raised. So I'm still kind of dealing with that. And not entirely accepting that but like mm-hmm. I, I, right now i acknowledge that you know i'm just from a different culture and i'm a different i'm from a different place mm-hmm. so it's a little it's a little easier for me to stomach it i guess that, mm-hmm. that's kind of the only way i could put it but like in I the, when i first moved here it was like i couldn't i i had to like be out of the place i couldn't right. be there and it like bothered see you. that it really bothered okay. me but like now i'm just like what, you know. what about uh like in terms of like uh, uh culture like with fashion and music and all that were you already kind of you know uh, into like western culture living back in ghana or was that a big culture shock as well not really my my, my biggest my oldest brother so i have i have mm-hmm. two older brothers and a sister my oldest brother is like huge hip-hop head and so mm-hmm. when i was younger like i'll listen to all like he like play all these records that i listened to as a kid it's like walking around like not really paying attention but then my brother that i come after it's like a like really really into it he was like mm-hmm. he like rap for a time like okay. he kind of is a it's a journeyman, so he uh, he's like he's done it all, like you know, rap for a bit, and you know, done a bunch of stuff. So like through him, like I got to, I got myself kind of immersed into like the music and the fashion. I I saw, mm-hmm. I saw the baggy jeans face, I saw the big gold chains, I saw yeah. you know the new era caps and the right. huge white tees. I saw that like through him. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I mean, I, I like because of him i was able to see all that before i came here so it wasn't really like a shock and mm-hmm. i like the music and i i like you know i like fashion and i like yeah. i like to look good and i like to feel good about myself so like i mean like seeing all that before i came here kind of was yeah. like oh that's pretty cool so what kind of who, like which artists are your kind of you know your top five kind of you know that you like, like right now yeah like if it's on your playlist who's on your playlist right now you might you might be shocked by that, but okay. I love Georgia Smith. Okay, and, you know Georgia Smith. She's yeah. like a British artist. She's like my number one right now. Okay, I got anything she does. I think she has an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to J Cole a lot. Mm-hmm. I listen to uh, who do I listen to right now? Young Gravy. You probably don't know him. Young Gray. Young Gravy. Young Gravy. Young Gravy. Okay, he's up and coming he's, or what? Uh, no, he's been around no, for been a minute, around? but okay. like yeah, hip hop. Yeah, hip hop. Okay, it's kind of low key. Low Young key? Gravy. Okay, uh, he's a. Uh, where is he from? I think he's from Tennessee. Okay, and he so. might be white, but the name is kind of a throw off. 
Uh, I see. Young okay. Gravy. Look him up real quick. Just look Young up Young Gravy, gravy right now. But uh, my teammates is going to give me a, like, a lot of stick for that. Because I played a lot in the locker room. And they're like, what the? I is it Young with Y-O-U-N-G or Y-U? Y-U-N-G. So he's a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> you see him? Yeah, I see yeah. him. Matt. Okay, none is Young Gravy. Okay. I'm from Minnesota. You. I am. Oh, he's Minnesota. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. Yeah, shout okay. out to Buddha Lady Mr. Too. Clean. Uh, Mr. Is, Clean. Is like his uh, well-known hit, huh? Yeah. Check him out. Okay. Yeah, but like I listen to a lot of... Uh, British music, so Georgia Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Skepta, uh, you know, a whole host. I have a sick playlist I could share yeah. later, but yeah, okay, yeah, all right. What yeah. about like style? Because I feel like, uh, it's not like necessarily hip hop. So, like, someone yeah. were to see you, they wouldn't know you're like African, right? Because you're, no. Af- you know, like they yeah, would just yeah. think, you know, you're from here because yeah. you blend in pretty well, right? But they will probably think you're like real, uh, cutting edge, right? Yeah, kind of I mean, like uh, maybe like I don't know, like maybe like Pharrell, because he's got like an edge of both hip hop but also creative. You know, not yeah. not, not like hardcore hip hop. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I, I think I draw inspiration from everywhere. Yeah, but like when I see something I like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I could do that and pair mm-hmm. it with this. Like I don't necessarily like stick to something. Like yeah. I'll wear like like I'm wearing long white socks with like mm-hmm. dress pants and you know like mm-hmm. sneakers and a yeah. it's plain white tee with like. Like a statement on there, or right. like a, a hat. Letting them know with the LA Galaxy. Yeah, right. just yeah. throw something yeah. in there. But yeah. like, <laughs> I like like I like doing my own thing. I don't I don't uh-huh. really like copy and paste. I uh-huh. like like I I would get a shirt from here, yeah. put it in my closet for like the longest time. Like oh that would go well with that. And yeah. like, I'll Create your own later. style. I just kinda. do my own thing. But like yeah. like kind of simple, accessorized, but like mm-hmm. not overly like overly. I, you do know it's it. kind of interesting you say that because I don't think like especially in the U.S. right yeah. soccer players are known for being like all that fashionable you know what i mean now i think this more important like you're in europe yeah. right they've always europe, been it's huge yeah it's big right especially yeah. like in you know france yeah. <laughs> you know right uh but it's like in italy right yeah. but like in the u.s like soccer players pro soccer players are not known for being fashionable right like nba they always yeah. like show them right like yeah. you know d wade and yeah. you know they're always wearing like certain clothes and they're always trying to look for it but mls especially or like pro they don't really uh, they're not known for fashion right i think part of it's also the budget Okay. Like LeBron could go out and buy yeah, a Goyard whatever he back wants, for right? 60k. Yeah, you know? yeah. But then you know, you, it's like that is part of it, right? But yeah. if you're really into like fashion, you don't necessarily you have don't to necessarily drop that much need money, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then you were saying earlier you dropped some of that Bastia money still, right? Yeah, but no, no. no. <laughs> okay, so this is it. Yeah, I would tell you this shirt uh-huh. is from Forever 21. Yeah. Okay. All it's right. like a cheap shirt for like okay. 19 bucks. Yeah. But like I throw you know how to know how to pair it. Together, I know how though? to put it together. So okay. like I wear a sick shirt that goes well with my pants, and like I I'll spend like. A little bit more on my shoes yeah, yeah. But like when i'm wearing the ensemble you, you when you see me you're gonna got be like oh, like, oh it looks dope that fit. yeah okay that, so, the, the, so so you gotta the, you put the money on the shoes yeah but it's and not then all, the jewelry huh? it, it really is not all about the, the, like the tag on yeah. uh, on whatever it right. is though like like one of my like when i first moved to bastia yeah mm-hmm. like my teammates some of my teammates were like dropping Phillip, huge money like, huh? huge money on like philip plan i don't know mm-hmm. if you like that designer mm-hmm. and for me i could never wear anything philip plan yeah like mm-hmm. i'm not like trying to like mess up like if philip plan wants to sponsor me like whatever yeah. uh-huh. but we'll take it right? we'll take it but like <laughs> we well, argue maybe it. maybe i could offer right. like some input yeah okay okay but what i think yeah, yeah it's like it go it reaches the point where people just put stuff together just because right. It's just expensive. The, yeah, just the it's label. Like, oh, just the label. Like, but you're saying that's that, not your, your style. Not right? necessarily yeah. isn't it. Like, I have, yeah. like, like some shirts that overly, like, throws out, like, maybe, like, a Givenchy or, mm-hmm. you know, a Versace. Or, like, it's bold. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm wearing, like, a, a white Givenchy shirt with, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, a black Givenchy label on it. Okay. Like, I'm not going to throw on, like, uh, I don't 18 know. more labels on 18 top more of it, you're labels saying? Yeah, all like, the way I'll through? Wear, okay. you know, yeah. jeans with it and, like, Vans. That, but right. it has to work. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to just... All just and, do labels. No, and, and, okay. and it's necessarily not... Like, it doesn't have to do with the label. Like, mm-hmm. is it comfortable? Does mm-hmm. it look good? Period. Like, it has nothing to do with you wearing, like, the name brands for, for mm-hmm. the sake of it. And so, okay. to my point is, when I first moved, yeah, like, everyone had Philippines stuff. And Philippines is, like, super... In France, co- right? Yeah, in okay. France. It's super colorful. Yeah. It's, like, over the top. It's, like... Because they jeans, want them to know splash, right away. As soon as like, they see it, that, that exactly, they're wearing it, right? It's, yeah, like, yeah. super out okay. there. Now, I never found that at all appealing. Okay, like, so, okay, so that was, okay, so that was not even that long ago. Two years no, ago? No, no, no. I mean, it still happens. I'm, like, yeah. I would see But I'm saying on your, as in your experience, right? Yeah. Because you were in Bastia, right? Yeah. Playing in League One. That was, what, two years ago? Yeah. Okay. And so then... Uh, that how so that was right out of college then right, right out of college okay so you played at UCSB I played at UCSB my freshman year freshman year yeah and then yeah. you got scouted how did that all happen from playing in college right uh, and then ending up in League One it's actually a super cool story so mm-hmm. my boy Abu that I was talking about Abu Danladi plays for Minnesota mm-hmm. and before he uh, signed Minnesota mm-hmm. he was on trial at Chelsea when we were he was 17 I was 16 so I think my sophomore year his junior year he went to Chelsea on trial mm-hmm. you know he did well uh, you know one thing that's rather another mm-hmm. he didn't want to stay at Chelsea he came back uh, to school and you know he was fine with it mm-hmm. yeah and then I think his senior year he went back on trial in Monaco mm-hmm. and Monaco really wanted him really wanted him to stay but he's been dealing with a lot of injuries okay. and so he couldn't he couldn't stay and then he came back into the draft at the end of his senior year mm-hmm. and got drafted by Minnesota okay. number one or number two but uh, the same uh, kind of agent that he traveled to Monaco with mm-hmm. uh, was the same guy that kind of saw me at UCSB mm-hmm. and so after my after the season, my uh, my freshman year, he uh, he uh, he suggested I go on trial in Europe, or at least spend spend that that spring quarter in Europe, like training and, and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And he knew I wanted to play professionally. He knew I wanted to like move on and 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 play, you know, in Europe or just like just get playing instead of just hanging around in college. And 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 so I spent that I spent two weeks uh, in Bastia. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the spring quarter and you know everything like that as planned and I, I got I got to sign there mm-hmm. for three years and uh, so yeah. you signed a three year contract with I signed a three year contract okay. with and the agent year. is the one that hooked all that up yeah got the trial and he's Running paying for your stay yeah. and the, and the, the travel fly everything yeah. okay that's good yeah so yeah. so uh, then you hooked up with Bastia right? so I hooked up with Bastia played for what so I, si- I played for two seasons the first uh so I signed in the spring. The, the season was almost over. I mm-hmm. uh, got a couple of games for the second team, and then I came back for the 16-17, the 15-16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, played that season. Didn't go too well. We got relegated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we got relegated. <laughs> little, <laughs> Let's get, <laughs> before we get into that, though, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, when you were playing uh, in League One, though, for Bastia, right? That's like 2015-16. Is that is uh, Zlatan there at that time or no? And uh, no, he had just left PSG. He had just left PSG. Yeah. Okay, and then Neymar was he there yet? Nah, he no, he wasn't there well, yet. Right? They had just signed Drexler. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. They so you missed both, it. right? Yeah, I, okay. I think I my, the game against PSG was Drexler's first game, and mm-hmm. I remember just like warming well, right by him. And I was like, this this okay. is nuts. Like, right? You know, three months ago I was playing college ball. Yeah. And now I'm like one of the biggest signings. He's just like right here. You yeah. Know? So then you signed a three-year contract. How how good was that money though? Decent, decent, yeah, good enough to a fast contract. Yeah, you know? I took care of my mom, took care of my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
comfortable. That's awesome. The first year contracts are not that huge, but like, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a you know college where you're you're making obviously no money. Yeah, yeah, not making to, right, to yeah. being able to like send money home every month and right. take care of your, your your family. It's like it's huge for me. That that was one of the reasons why I left college. Right. Uh, yeah, just to make sure. Uh, my parents were getting old. My brother mm-hmm. and my family kind of needed the support, and you know, my, my my oldest brother was the only one supporting us at that point. And, yeah. and being able to to contribute was like one of the things that I really wanted to do. And so, so I was always curious. So when you sign a contract, like in uh, like League One, right, a European yeah. contract, and you sign it with the team, and you said it was a three-year contract, right? Yeah. Do you get like a steady uh, every week paycheck, or you know what I mean? Because you know how they always in the news they talk yeah. about like a week, you know, week pay or week salary, whatever. Yeah. So how does it work? Do you get like a, a paycheck every week or what throughout the entire year for 52 weeks? How does it work? You get you get a paycheck every month. So every you, month. Oh, okay. I, at least at Bastia that I yeah. know of, you know. But you got once a month. You get once a month. Okay. Uh, for 12 months. Uh, well, technically for 12 months. And so but like during do, off season, are you but, still getting it or no? Yeah, but also the off season is like literally two weeks. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So then so the preseason the and all that. Starts okay. Right. Okay. So throughout the year you yeah, get well, once a month. Year, you're good. Okay. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So then it was a three-year, but it wasn't guaranteed. How does that work then? Uh, I mean, technically. Should have so, been. Yeah, it depends what your contract is, and okay. my situation was a little bizarre, especially with Bastia. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not. We just didn't get relegated, and 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 that was it. We got relegated, and because we didn't have money, yeah. we got relegated because there was no money to stay in up the club. In the club to stay so there was up. So crazy. So, so it was like some craziness was, going on behind the, the scenes. There was a lot of uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. You don't want. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to, are you are you like staying away, tiptoeing <laughs> no, around? No, I, I just think uh-huh. like. I could write a book about it. Yeah, it was that <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah. So then, okay, so yeah. like without getting too much into it, it was like yeah. the club wasn't financially solvent, right? Yeah. So the, whatever the money that was supposed to have, it was gone, it right? Was, it was and so there, because yeah. of that, they got like punished, right? Yeah. By the by the, by the league, FA, right? Yeah. By the FA football, yeah. and then they got relegated, right? Yeah, to the seventh division. So then, yeah. what happened to all like the players and the staff? You know what I mean? It, first of all, it must have been a shock, right? Because you're playing yeah. in League One. Yeah. And enjoying the life, and you know, training and doing everything, and all yeah. of a sudden, what were there rumors are going on, or how did it first? How did it happen? Well, it's, it starts with like fans coming to training and just kind of like demanding answers because we're not winning, players are not happy, mm-hmm. the staff is trying to, you know, kind of keep everybody together, keep everybody grounded and mm-hmm. focused on, you know, each game. But you know, so like, fans were showing up because there was yeah, in the news, things yeah, were leaking news, out like, the news. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and okay. so it was, it was kind of getting a little hectic, and then. Yeah. The news breaks that you know we 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 just got relegated from 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 League One, mm-hmm. and there's there's the news that you know we don't have enough money to stay in League in League Two because because mm-hmm. there's no revenue there hasn't been any, like substantial revenue coming in, mm-hmm. but then uh, you know, so then first of all, is it was it like how how big of a deal is it to get relegated from like League One to League Two? It's kind of huge because you know sad, like we we were like a mid-table team okay. uh, at best, mm-hmm. and, and so like a club like that, we rely a lot on a uh, on, on on TV money and right. and uh, and the bonuses and the pegs that come to be in in, mm-hmm. uh, in League One, and so to to have that revenue cut off, that means you're you're getting rid of your your best players who mm-hmm. could potentially go and play for better better clubs than okay. you. And the only reason why you could, you could retain these guys yeah. was because you could pay them enough to stay with you guys. So then, as soon as you, as soon as the team gets relegated from League One to League Two, is the team already like looking to like sell players to yes, make some money? Because you, you, you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna need that money to stay in League Two yeah. or, or to stay there. And and, and and also like like an example is like mm-hmm. w- you know one of our best players, Alan Saint Maximin, who plays with Nice now. Mm-hmm. He was on loan from Monaco. Okay. So so it's basically Monaco is 
either splitting mm-hmm. or has some sort of way to keep Alan happy at Bastia. Sure. Because Bastia really can't afford Alan's salary. Okay. And so the only way reason why we get a player like that to play for us is 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 the fact that we're playing League One. Got it. But then if we get relegated, yeah. Alan is gone. Yeah, he's, he's going back to Monaco, right. and now he's playing at Nice. Right. So you have a a, a player that's like on loan, yeah. right? And uh, he's like a high level player. Yeah. But let's say he's injured or he's coming back from injury or there's yeah. not enough playing time. I'm so Monaco they'll loan him to another team, yeah. right? But the fact that you guys are still in the same league, he's happy. He's happy to and be maybe there. his his original team needs to still paying like a big a big portion, chunk of his, yeah, yeah, big chunk of his salary, right? Yeah. But then if that team that he's on loan gets relegated, he's like, dude, I'm out of here, right? Yeah, like what's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so we lose like I mean, I think we had like something like eight on eight players on loan and six mm-hmm. of them were starters at some point. And okay. so like you're losing your team basically. And okay. so now you're depending on the guys that who hasn't the guys who haven't played a lot and yeah. the guys who you're not paying enough to stay you know or like you're paying but yeah. like they're not necessarily your best guys because these guys mm-hmm. you know like alan is like maybe second or third of the bench at monaco but he's not happy there so he comes to Bastia, so he could be a regular you know mm-hmm. like you're losing a player like that of that quality yeah it just hurts your team you know okay. and and so you know it comes down to these guys leaving and the guys that you haven't played a lot right like no clubs have seen them so they're not really any offers coming in so how do you really sustain yourself mm-hmm. you know like you haven't played these guys all year so now you can't go out to a club and say hey i'm gonna sell x for mm-hmm. two million right it'll be like we yeah. haven't seen him all year like where has he been and so at that point it became difficult because now these plays are gone for free because they weren't even ours and yeah. and the guys who are who who were who were placed at bastia's like it's it gets difficult even yeah. when you're trying to sell them and make some more money mm-hmm. so then did you play a full second season in league two then no so okay. we got relegated to league two and yeah that season in League Two was when they started looking into into the books at Bastia, and okay. we, we couldn't. We there was all this to, to crazy corruption going on, or whatever. Yeah, money's yeah. gone, money's and then gone. you guys got punished and dropped to like seven, yeah, like seventh tier, seven. or what? To Division Seven. Yeah, Division so Seven. That's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So then, so, all of a sudden, from right experience of coming out of college, playing in League One, yeah, and then playing on a on a team. For, for, how many people show up to these games? Like fifteen thousand or yeah. like fifteen, sixteen thousand? Yeah. It depends the stadium you play yeah. in. Like but you the, but your a, home stadium is what? The home stadium was fifteen to twenty thousand. Okay. And yeah. it's decent crowds decent showing up. Crowds. Yeah, it's fun, like, right? Consistent, yeah, yeah. And so it's exciting and all of a sudden you guys get relegated, so that's a big blow. Yeah. And then there's all these issues that come with getting relegated and then yeah. on top of that, you guys got punished for whatever issues with money and corruption, so you guys got dropped to elite right, division seven. Yeah. And then what's going on? This is all within a span of less than two years, right? Yeah. So what's going on with like calls to your family and to your agent? Are you like yeah. on the phone, like you know, <laughs> like every day with the agent? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, I was with uh, Fabian Pivito. It's like my, he was like I think he's still my Galician's agent, and mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of a high-profile agent. So mm-hmm. there was not really like panic then. You know, it's like now let's figure out where we're gonna go next. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm still 20. You know, it's just been one season or two seasons at Bastia, and it just only been like one like full season. And so okay. it's like, oh yeah, let's so just, just like let's figure out where you're gonna where, go. Where your next okay. step is, and then you know, it just and then get, you went from there to where? So I went from there. I kind of bounced around a lot in Europe, like trying to figure out what the you know the best fit was, and yeah. there was like not really anything like that was like good enough. Mm-hmm. And so Bastia, uh, Fabian and I kind of. We kind of parted our ways, and then I moved uh, from Bastian San and, and Veracruz from Mexico. Okay, uh, Liga, Liga MX. MX. Yeah. Okay. So and then yeah. So what's what do you? So it's it's interesting because what how because there aren't that many guys that I know you know personally that have played in you know U.S. and then also like League One and League you know in Mexico you know in the Premier Division. Like what's what what do you think is the difference in styles between like those three leagues? Uh, I think. 
League One was a little more, like a lot more direct, mm-hmm. and it has like the combination. I don't know if you've read. I, I was just reading this article mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Is how I mean everybody kind of knows that at this point in the soccer world, how mm-hmm. League One is kind of like the the farmhouse for the EPL because the yeah. EPL and League One has a lot of like in similarities. Common? Okay, yeah. so it's very direct. direct. Okay, it's, you right. know it's like big, fast. Okay, fast, know, big, long balls, long kind of. Yeah, and just kind of okay. like let's get to the point. Just get know? to it. Okay, just get to it. Okay, and so that that was kind of the biggest thing in League One. It was it, as technical as it was. Mm-hmm. It was. The main focus wasn't on that. It was like if you have a big, tall striker, mm-hmm. get it on, feed it him the ball, just feed him the ball, yeah. and get feed creative, Zlatan and let yeah, him score, and kind just of thing. Get the creative okay. guys around him, and, and then and then we figure it out, you know. Okay. And I think in Liga MX, it was it was go 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 like all technical, mm. you know. Like I think our biggest player there. I mean, he was like six four, a center back, but like I think he was the only big guy. Like okay. our best player was Kiko Villaba, who was like maybe five four. Okay. You know, it's like I think in, in, in the Latin Americas it's just like super technical and and it's all skill, but like it's all skill yeah, and technical. But but, okay. but <laughs> saying that it was like nonstop, like counter attack. Right. I thought that no was rest. No rest. In uh, in Liga in, MX. In Liga MX, I think the first two weeks that I got there. Mm-hmm. So I get on a Thursday night. Okay. Uh, I check into the hotel. Like everything is all good. I show up on a Friday, and mm-hmm. they're running. I'm like, what's going on? Like they play on a weekend. Okay. Like, running. I'm like. So you're saying on a Friday, on a Friday instead of like, d- you know, like, resting out before here the we'll game, do, we'll do walkthroughs. Yeah, yeah. They are running. I'm like, <laughs> okay. That's right, and cool. then the game's on Saturday. They play the game on Saturday. Yeah. And then it was like, I think they tied that game. Okay. Whatever. I show up on Monday. First uh-huh. training session is like on the line. We just all run. Don't, right. I don't touch. Usually the ball. it's like game recovery, yeah. right? Yeah, day <laughs> yeah, recovery day. Ease into it, right? And nah. it's usually like uh, there's a there's a you know uh, easing into the beginning of the week after the game, right? Yeah. And then r- ramping it up a little bit, and then midweek, you know, real hard session, yeah. right? And then when you get closer to the game, kind of right. But there's none left. Nah. It's just like the whole entire time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And and so I get to training my first training session on Monday. I don't touch the ball. I just run. Oh wow. And for like two weeks straight. It's like my high school soccer. Two coach. weeks straight. I'm just booking uh-huh. it. Just and running. so I call my agent. I'm like, like this is not for like, me. What is yeah. going on? Like I can't do this. I'm complaining. I'm complaining. He's like, uh-huh. just be patient. You just you know you just like you you don't want to be that guy right now. Like yeah. you're just a new jumping, team. jumping, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like make sure you're just doing whatever they're telling you to do. And don't okay. worry about it. It's gonna come. And so I get put in my first scrimmage with them. And it's nonstop counter attack. Like we get the ball, we go, we lose it. They're coming. Like there's no like, all right, we got it now. Let's possess. Let's build mm-hmm. out now. And so like the first 20 minutes, I'm gassed. I'm like mm-hmm. literally grasping for air. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I'm like, holy mother! Like mm-hmm. this is probably why they run so much because there's no rest. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be so fit to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And like. It's so. It was so easy to just sit in the stands and criticize players from like being gassed because I wasn't there. I was like, he is tired. But then like <laughs> being in that scrimmage that day, I was like, mm-hmm. I need to run more. <laughs> like I get back to training the next day. I'm right. like, whatever you guys want me to do, I'm yeah. doing it. Because at that point, it's like, it, it's totally, totally different. Yeah, it's totally different. Did you go the full game? No, I got subbed at half. I mean, I got to sub the new guy out, man. He can't hang, man. He's like, he's like about to throw up over here. I mean, I pushed through about half. I was like, Sarah, like. I get it. Yeah, I just need to get fit. Did you tell the coach, or the coach was just no, like? No, I, I think I actually was supposed to play forty five minutes, so it just worked okay. out. Like okay. I was just it worked like, out. Okay. I was like, oh, I really wanted to go, but nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. nah, I was done. Okay. But, yeah. That's interesting because, that like, on TV difference. when you watch it, uh, like Liga MX, it's yeah. not that readily apparent. You know, it's not that obvious that it's, it's the pace is like that. No, it's not. You can see the technical aspect, and they do run, but you would not no. realize it's like that. No. Interesting. No. Nobody keeps the ball. It's just go, 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 go. Like that's how you do it in training too. So. 
I think I think that was the biggest difference. Okay. Especially, yeah. So then, how did you make the transition too. from Liga MX to where you're at today now? Uh, <laughs> so, so you're like, all right, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. No, no, no. I wanted to stay. Right? No, I loved it. You I did? loved every bit of it. In Mexico, I mean, yeah. How I was the lifestyle it. compared to like France? The lifestyle was yeah. was amazing. Okay. They are really like. They are really into the into the game. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. They are That's so true. they are such fanatics. The f- it's yeah. The fans. We had fans support. at training every single day. Okay. Like I was just telling my one of my teammates yesterday, uh, John Ricayo. He plays with me at Galaxy Two now, but he played at Tijuana. Okay. Uh, he played with the Cholos, and he, we were like kind of like sharing stories yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was like telling him how one time, like, I mean, I think it was my maybe w- one of the first training sessions when I was there. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I was like, oh, training is done. I get in my car, I'm leaving. And as I pull towards the gate, uh, I see like a like a little fan like run towards my window. Mm-hmm. And I roll down my window to like say hi or whatever. And he sticks out like this like pad for me to sign. So I pick up the pen, I start signing. I look up like as I'm done. Mm-hmm. And there's a mob like oh rushing towards the car. And wow. that was like a, maybe a Tuesday Wednesday training session. That's crazy. It's like, that's how passionate they are about, right. about football. And it's like, I was telling them, it's like one of the, that was like, and then I'm like riding with my teammates. He's like, you should have never done that. Like once you open that, that yeah, window, it's, it's over. game over. Okay. And they're like teammates behind you, like honking, yeah, like just kind of yeah. messing with you. Yeah. But like once you open that, your window it's over. And like that's not a game day. That's training session. So wow. like during game days, like it's impossible to get out of the parking lot. It doesn't matter win, lose, tie. Like yeah, these guys are like out. all behind the team. So then uh, France, uh, it wasn't like that. I mean, it, it was, but it was mm-hmm. different. I think, like. The Corsicans are passionate about winning so much that it really didn't matter. Like it was like, give us anything you got, mm-hmm. and so we, if we go out there and we gave everything that we got, they were like all for us, you know. But I think I think Mexico was just like a little bit of a shock to me because Veracruz is not a big team in Mexico, and right. it wasn't we weren't winning a lot of games or anything. But like, mm-hmm. it was still crazy. So how is it like when you are going to like restaurants and, and you know nightlife in France? Are you like recognized? Are you getting you know are you go, when you're going are you going out with your teammates? You know, or compared to like Mexico, how was it? I mean, on the island, yeah, in Bastia, okay. yeah, like everywhere you kind of went. Uh, and our coaches also are like spies everywhere. Like if oh, you yeah. went he doesn't out, want, he, he doesn't want you out. It depends when you went out. Like okay. if you're going out in the weekday, like I didn't go out that much at all, yeah. actually. Even when like we won or anything, I had like a couple of close friends that I would go to your house, like their place for like well, dinner. What was the ru- what was allowed and what wasn't allowed? Well, like if we lost, you weren't supposed to. Go. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, like right? the unwritten rule. Right. Like right. So if you lose, like what do you go like, out partying yeah, for, right? Like, what are you okay. Doing? Or okay. Like, like if we have a midweek game, like we yeah. don't want you know. Yeah, like, even be being at a restaurant past days. like like you know midnight or something, just kind of okay. like ridiculous, like mm-hmm. eleven. Uh, yeah, but I mean, most of the people didn't really go out on the island because it was pretty small. Okay. And word travels fast, and these fans were like the same people who like worked at these restaurants and. You know, it was a community, I think. That was the biggest thing in Bastia. It was, like, such a small, tight-knit community that yeah. kind of, like, cheered for the club. And so they kind of held everybody accountable. I, I remember right. when I first when I first, um, when I I first, first got there, it took me a while to get my international license to, like, drive. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, like, going to the dealership and getting my car finally. And then I was so happy. I was, like, I needed I had so much stuff to do. I needed furniture for my place. I needed to go grocery shopping. Like, so I was, like, doing rounds, like, mm-hmm. from store to store getting stuff for my place. And... I remember like getting that done. I get back to training the next day, and everybody who saw me just started laughing. I was like, "What's going on?" Okay. So apparently, my keepers coach like saw me running around like okay. everybody, like everywhere. Like, getting it's stuff. a small. Like, it's, yeah, it's you can't do anything small, without. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was like, he's like telling people that I, how happy I was to get my car, and I was like, uh-huh. he said I was driving around aimlessly just because mm-hmm. I had my car. Then mm-hmm. I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, I didn't right. know he saw me, and apparently, right. like he he saw me like do like the rounds like maybe four or five times. Right. You know, like that's how small the place was, and so. 
to like go out and you know party or like do something that you're not supposed to be doing as a yeah. professional it's gonna pop up it's gonna 100 people so then how was mexico up. going out and you know nightlife and all mexico's that? a little different yeah. i remember uh, i think it was after our first win i went out with one of my teammates and like we i get i was supposed to go to this place and then we we're gonna go out and so i get to his place and he's like all right we're ready to leave and then they're like two big guys get in the back of our car and I'm like, what's going on like we had to go everywhere with security guards oh, okay so that was the one of the biggest difference really so every time you yeah, go out you have to have security have with have you security in mexico just what was the main not to is it for the fans or because you don't want to get like have issues with guys like trying to cause issues no, you know, most, with you? i mean they told me these stories when i first okay. moved there about like abductions like they yeah, were yeah. for like ransoms and stuff okay like i never saw any but one of my teammates actually had it had this mom abducted so when mm -hmm. i first got there i met this kid and then like for the next like week and a half i didn't see him so i was like yo where is uh where is he and they're like oh he's dealing with some family issues and so mm -hmm. he gets back and he's like yeah so this is what happened and apparently it's happened a couple of times yeah. but uh you know luckily for me uh it never happened but we most of the time when if we went out even to dinner or anything we had to security is yeah, some yeah. some security how was the how was like the uh the female fan base out there are they like you know i feel like you know, do you have any girlfriends out there while you're there? <laughs> nah, no, I did, I did not have girlfriends no? out there. Nothing I, permanent. I just, went, I just went there to get my career like uh -huh. restarted and okay. back on track. Man, that sounds like crazy. a very uh, rehearsed answer, no, man. No, 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 no. No, I. You know, I, you have a girlfriend right now? No. Okay, so you're single. I cook. I clean. Yeah. My mom told me mm -hmm. it's 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 terrible that I'm such a great cook because I'm mm -hmm. never gonna get married, and she I feels see. bad, but. I'm a dope cook. Oh, really? I'm a chef. They call me <laughs> chef Gustavo is my nickname. So how long? Okay, how long were you in Mexico before you came to this? Six months. Six months. Okay, yeah. and then now you're. So after Mexico, yeah. LA Galaxy Two was the first team. Yeah. So so yeah. before I left for Mexico, I came to train mm -hmm. with the guys just to get in shape and all of that. And okay. when I was there, I, the the one of the one of the technical directors sold me a uh, Yovan and was like we wanted you we want you we want you to stay and mm -hmm. i just told him i, I can't my itc is already in mexico mm -hmm. kind of i already have like you know a contract and, and everything yeah. planned with, with veracruz in mexico okay and so he told me like his, you know the experiences he's known about in mexico and like if anything happened and i wanted to come back i should okay. just give him a call so okay it, we kind of started our relationship there and then and 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 uh kind of when everything hit the fan in Mexico he was my first phone what call. hit the fan what happened well uh, a new coach came in okay. and brought in eight of his players so eight players had to go mm -hmm. so I just found, like that eight yeah, players were eight out players I found it on Twitter on a Sunday morning are you serious on yeah, Twitter on who's Twitter, Twitter? on Veracruz's Twitter on the team Twitter team account. Twitter saying what like my name was part of the eight players who had to that go <laughs> that word out out just like that just like that wow so okay uh, I called my agent and said hey uh, yeah so they just canceled your contract or what? Well, they had to like reimburse me and stuff, like yeah. kind of like you know it had to be mutual. But I, mm -hmm. at that point, I honestly just didn't want to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, they tried to have me in the draft to get me to a different team in Mexico. Okay, uh, I had another option to go to uh, Celaya, which is a second division team in Mexico. I was okay. just like, uh, just uh, everything here just kind of seems bizarre right now. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that the club couldn't even tell me that I was getting traded or you know I was you know all that stuff was just kind of yeah. like. Now, at that point, I didn't speak the language. I mean, I, I was just like, everything just seems so bizarre. Just, you know, I need some stability right now. I need to get my career on track. I don't want... And the next move that I had to do was just... had the ne My next move just had to be, like, something that... Like, something concrete. Something that yeah. I could believe in. Or Got it. Just with somebody who, like, believed in me enough to, like, kind of stick their neck out for me. And so... Right. 
you know, I just, I just, I just didn't want to do it. Okay. And so I, I got on the next flight the next day and kind of packed whatever I needed to pack, mm -hmm. uh, deal with my lease and just, you know, moved on. But so then you were already planning on calling uh, LA Galaxy at that yeah, point? Yeah, okay. yeah, at that point, uh, yeah. that was going to be my next phone call. So okay. I got back, uh, put in a call to Jovan and he mm -hmm. said, we'll have to have you. We don't have enough spots. We don't have any spots right now, mm -hmm. but, you know, we'll have to have you on the second team and, mm -hmm. and you know. You just gotta okay. give us what, what what I saw when you were here, and mm -hmm. you're gonna figure out the next year. And so, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. So, wh when was this? When you when you came uh, when you signed, you know, with so LA Galaxy too? Los Dos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in December. Yeah, December so, of 2017. So December of 2017. Okay. Yeah. We so he's like basically just saying, hey, you know, we don't have a spot for you on right. on the on the first team, yeah. right? Yeah. So we'll try right. to make room for you, on right? The second team. So yeah, second you, team. If it works out, okay. like, yeah, works we out. got you. And okay. Like, okay. That's good. Yeah. So basically, you you have the opportunity, right? But you just yeah. got to prove yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and also like mm -hmm. with him, yeah, it's for me, especially in my career, I haven't I've, I haven't really like come across anybody who. Mm -hmm. I mean, my agents did, and, and, and some coaches have. Like, one of my, my favorite coaches mm -hmm. uh, was my assistant coach at Bastia. Uh, an amazing coach. He uh, absolutely, like, I adored him so much. He, like, you know, he, he helped me so much grow as a player and as an individual. Mm -hmm. He's always been there for me. And, like, as a soccer player, you don't really find, like, any, like, a lot of coaches that stick their neck out for you all. A lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of anybody in the business that actually like goes on a limb for you yeah mm -hmm. and so to to have somebody who i mean you have saw me train once and you know mm -hmm. it could have just been another player like he doesn't need me he brings mm -hmm. in zlatan ibrahimovic like six months after so he doesn't really need me he could right. go out and get whoever he wants right but like after training session he wanted to keep me here and he wanted to you know see me come through the through the through, through the club and you know mm -hmm. like and so at that point i was like if you know anybody who is able to like you know, see a player and just kind of like give him the shot that he needed, and and the fact that I was able to, to go to Mexico and try that out, and 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 when it didn't work out, I put in a phone call to him and he what he wanted mm -hmm. to have me back and, you know, help me go through you know Galaxy Two or whatever, and and give me the opportunity to do that and be able to prove myself. It's just this is like, the this is the Los Dos uh, coach. No, no, no. So Yovan is the, the director. What's his uh, Yovan? What? Uh, trying to look him up. Yeah, he has like an interesting last name. How do you spell it? Right. I got you. I should know it. He probably can't say my last name either, so like, mm -hmm. I'm never, I don't he know. He can't say yours? Yeah, this can't no pronounce chance. it properly? H. Pong. He tries, though. Okay, Jovan Karofsky. Okay, he's the technical director. Okay, so he's the technical director of the club, yeah. huh? Yeah. Got it. So, like, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to find people like that to, like, you know, who got your back, mm -hmm. especially in the soccer world, and so... The fact that uh, he was able to be there for me, it's just kind of like, you know, whatever you, whatever you want me to do, whatever yeah. you want me to do, I, you know, I'm just going to have to, like, you know, put my ego aside and just, like, work, work, you know, work my butt off to, to be able to prove to you and everybody mm -hmm. else in the organization that I just deserve the chance to be out there. So, well, what do you I'm think? What now. do you think about, so right now you're in USL, right? Yeah. So, like, do you know the... Uh, U.S. soccer landscape pretty well. Are you familiar with it, or have you know what I mean? Like how there's been so much uh, 
happening lately in the last few years with NASL, you know, USL, you well, know, kinda, and, and going know, from like, third division to second. Yeah, you know, yeah. are you familiar with all that? Or I know you USL just is like yeah. technically like the second division. It I is know the, NASL right? was like it used to be the second division. The second division. Yeah, but yeah. even before that, USL used to be third division, right? Really? But now it's currently second. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like. Did NASL fold? Is that what happened? Yeah, they're currently like in hiatus, you know, because okay. they couldn't get enough teams, you know, because basically NASL was second division, and yeah. they were like almost pretty much trying to compete with MLS. Yeah. And oh, you know, so that's what happened. Yeah. So they're trying to compete with MLS, trying to, you know, get to, you know, Division One status. Yeah. And there was all these issues, you know, there's like the big boy on the block and they couldn't do it. So they couldn't get enough teams. So they're almost, almost folded. They haven't completely folded yet. Yeah. But during that time, MLS and USL, excuse me, came up with an agreement. And so, you know, obviously they have MLS teams that have, you know, their second division teams in, in USL. And so, yeah, that's where we are today. But the question I was going to ask you is like, what do you, how do you, what do you think about it? Because I know, like, obviously, being with Los Dos is huge, right? Yeah. And you know, you're you're there's a great opportunity, and you know what I mean. It's like LA Galaxy, you know, they're like one of the top team, you know, five championships in MLS yeah. and the history, accommodations, all of that, right? Yeah. But then when you play against other USL teams that don't have an MLS team, right? They have a bigger fan base, yeah. right? And they have huge, you know, some of them have huge crowds that show up to the games, right? Yeah. How do you? How does that affect you? Like, because you're playing at home. And the accommodations are great, right? You're playing at StubHub. Yeah. But then the, necessarily the fan base isn't quite there because mm-hmm. everyone's all focused on the first division team. Yeah. But then if you go to, like, let's say, I don't know, like back Sacramento. in the day. Yeah, Sacramento, yeah, right? Yeah, 20,000, yeah. right? Yeah. How does that affect you? Does it, You know what I mean? Does like, that, like, bother like, does you? Does it bother me yeah, that bother I'm playing you? for Los Dos instead of Sacramento? Not that you play, like, but the fact that you're, you know what I mean? Like, you're playing for Los Dos, but, yeah. like, there's this huge disparity in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. you know the the recognition yeah, and yeah. the acceptance and right no i think i think for me it just pushes mm-hmm. i don't know i think for me it just pushes you know as a player just you just want to not be in that situation mm-hmm. you just want to keep growing and be better yeah be better so you could be playing with galaxy instead of lost stars I, yeah. I don't think anybody's looking at that as like oh i'm playing with lost stars and mm-hmm. kind of that's it like okay. for me like if i'm playing if i'm playing sacramento at sacramento yeah and they have twenty thousand people and right. i'm playing sacramento at home and i have 500 people I'm, yeah. not, I'm not really bothered about it doesn't affect your game no, no. it doesn't I, mean, I, I, think, I think for some players like yeah. you, your standard kind of raises but I'm a yeah. competitor sure. in a way where I just like I compete with the next man next to me so gotcha. if I'm playing the number 10 yeah. and there's a number 6 defending me I want to beat him every single time and dominate like mm-hmm. that's my job and that's what I want to do mm-hmm. I don't want the 6 to intercept all my balls so I don't mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want the guy that I'm playing against to beat me. So at that point, like for me, it's all mental. Yeah. I don't, I don't look in the stands. I don't, I don't count. You know who's watching yeah. and who is not. It's just, for me, it's just like right. it's me and the next man, honestly. Gotcha. And well, you know when you're going to some of these games, you know, like you have that right, yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. that so, expectation so like, and kind of excitement, right? When so you like, know there's gonna be like yeah, ten thousand yeah, yeah. fans I showing totally, up, rowdy, I totally, huh, yeah, right? Yeah, I totally see that. So like yeah. when we play Sacramento away, you get up for it. Yeah, you get up for it. I think yeah. everybody raises your level for that, and okay. and that was like maybe one of our best games we played this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody kind of lifted up your game, and you know the atmosphere is great. Obviously, right. I, I, I'm not I'm not saying that the atmosphere doesn't help with the game 100. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I was trying to say is like you're still a professional. Put, yeah, at, the end still, of the day. at the end of the day, you're a professional. You're a professional. That's the bottom line, and, yeah. and it's if you're playing in front of, you know, 500 yeah. fans or 2,000 or 200, or yeah. it does, really doesn't matter. It's, it it gotcha. just comes to you getting the finding a way to win games and. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting the job done. That's really right. matter. Even if it's a, it's an you know intermural scrimmage, it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter at that point. It's just kind of 
you just gotta get it done but yeah definitely raises the game and so okay. the advantage we get especially yeah. is like going on the road and playing against teams where they have like a bigger fan base yeah. like we gotta we want to go there and shut them down we want to go there and and, and put in enough work mm -hmm. where we could walk away with it, you know win or draw a point away from home and at that point that's it we really don't kind of focus on you know like oh we're home now and yeah it's you know it's i see I mean, we do actually get decent fan base. I yeah, mean, there's, yeah. there's really not... There's just, you know, like, there's I mean, a big difference to, yeah, between the first team and the second team with, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah. how do you how much interaction do you guys get with, like, the first team? Do you guys, like, uh, practice against them or with oh, them? Uh, and, yeah, you know? we share the same gym. Our yeah. locker rooms are, like, right next to each other. We train. Some players get to train a couple mm -hmm. times with, with, with the first You guys team. get the scrimmage? Uh, so it's kind of different. So we do, mm -hmm. but but... So like let's say like on a weekend I don't get I don't get a lot of minutes so I get less than forty minutes that weekend. Okay. Uh, we kind of like and and someone in the first team gets like not enough minutes and they need okay. to stay fit. We like we'll mix and play a game when it's on a Sunday or a Saturday if it's a midweek game. Right. So we we still see each other interact a lot. Like mm -hmm. today I was in the gym and like everybody kind of walked in after mm -hmm. after training and so it's like you know we see each other a lot. We have the same tunnel. We mm -hmm. we do see each other a lot. But is there a know. little bit of tension between the two teams at all? No. 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 Like tension. I like was, okay, maybe that's not the right word. Because yeah. like I'm thinking of like high school, right? Like if you're on JV and you see, bar, maybe that's not the, no, the best no, no, one. No, no, no. Because everybody's a pro. It's just basically right. like what you're dealing with. So like the seven international sports for international players. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the first team, that doesn't mean you're better than anybody in the second team. It's like yeah. it's not the right time to be there. And it's, right. you're not needed at that moment by yeah. the coach. And so if your chance comes, you just arise to it. Seven international spots for the entire, for one and two years. No, no, no. For then? just one. And just so one. if you're on the two, I mean, yeah. the twos have like, we have like a lot of international players in the two. So basically mm -hmm. you just kinda waiting around and working hard and waiting right. for your chance to open up. Okay. And so it's just like like I don't see a first team player and say he's better than me. Like yeah. not at all. Like You I don't think that. But what I'm saying is like let's say for example, LA Galaxy, right? Yeah. If they're like killing it, right? And they're dominating, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, they're right because right now they're what, like fourth, fifth place, right? Yeah. Let's say they're in first place and they're dominating, right? Yeah. That, that I would feel like, oh man, that I have less chance of breaking into that, right? versus you know what i mean if they're kind of struggling <laughs> yeah I'm like hey man they're a little weak on the midfield you know nah. and i'm like you know i think it's actually different okay. on the contrary so yeah. this is how this works okay. yeah so so like right now if like let's say they were bowling now and they're winning every game they're yeah. blowing everybody out yeah okay. if ziggy schmidt sits down and goes all right so we're killing everybody like three zero mm -hmm. like why not throw Efrain in the midfield and have the 15 year old go have a good time mm -hmm. why not you know have like x and y of like mm -hmm. you know but like if if they're not doing well and they're struggling, mm -hmm. there's not gonna be a lot of chances coming in for young. I'm ones. talking more like next year. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? next year. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean. Like there's room. You know what I mean? If the team's not struggling, they gotta make some changes. Uh, they gotta shuffle some players uh, in and out. I, mean, I, I think. I think. I mean, like even PSG promotes from within. Yeah, like yeah. if you're doing well with the second team and you're yeah. doing well, you know, yeah. you, you, you're doing everything right. I think yeah. your chance, you, you know, your chance is gonna come. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. I mean, if if they're doing well and like they're playing super well in the next year, they're not gonna really need like a lot of reinforcement. But if they're mm -hmm. struggling, they're gonna want to shake stuff up. But like, yeah. like as a pro, you just kind of like, and it's the same organization. I want them to do well. I want them yeah. to play well. I want them to win championships. I want to okay. be part of that like winning culture uh, mm -hmm. and so really i don't like look at it as a you know like oh if they don't do well that means mm -hmm. i get a chance i'm like i want them to win and i, I want them i want to do well enough that I they see. want me part of that organization I where see. you know 
I'm bringing something to the table. I don't want to go there and fix and solve problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if that's what I, I'm needed for, yeah, 100%. But if you know, like they're doing well and they need like help in certain areas and they think I could help, like yes, mm-hmm. please. But I don't think I don't think most of the players in the Los Dos organization or like in the team think that we're like, think oh, I'm glad you're losing. Yeah, now yeah. I get a chance. Yeah. No, no, no. What are your, what are your thoughts of uh, Zlatan? He's an amazing player. Okay. He's a, he's a, he's a, you know, popular to, mm-hmm. uh, to you know, to contrary belief. I think I think he's actually contrary to popular belief. I think he's a, he's a, he's actually a pretty like humble human being, and, okay. and he's a, yeah. he's a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember like one of my first training sessions with him was like, like speaking tree to me, which is like our local dialect, because mm-hmm. he's had like he's played all over the world. And he has like a lot of gun. He's had a lot of Ghanaian teammates in the mm-hmm. past. And I was like I was like wait what you speak tree and it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've played with like Suleiman Terry and all these guys, so like mm-hmm. they would like you know throw some words at me from time to time. It's like I'm like a 21 year 21 year old player. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows who I am. Like right. he doesn't have to have that he conversation that time with out him. To like, kinda he know he doesn't have yeah. to do that. And it, yeah. you know, and so like you know that was my first like ever convers- one of my first ever conversations with him. And like mm-hmm. he would see me in the gym and say hi. He doesn't have to come do that. Like yeah. you know, but like people see him as like this like arrogant like. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think there's a, there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence, and I think he's yeah. like solidified the fact he's solidified how to be so confident. It's yeah. seen by arrogance, by like the inferior. I think. Okay. So like it's it's yeah. What do you think about some of like the the criticism about his game now, right? With MLS and yeah. just I mean, obviously he's doing well, right? Yeah. He's scoring goals, but maybe like uh, you know he gets down a lot on his teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like body language. You know, like. He's not a, a, a yeah. huge mobile kind of running active player at this stage of his of his career, right? Yeah. And so it's like he needs delivery at the right time in the yeah. right moment, and if he doesn't get it, he's just like constantly, you know what I mean? Like there's that criticism. What do you think about? It? Do you have you seen the games and you watch him yeah, and kind of yeah, yeah, you know yeah. watch his his style? Well, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think I think as, as is he like getting pissed off because everyone's not at his level or what? That's well, what it seems like his body no, 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 language, what, right? What, yeah. That too, but he he uh-huh. just demands a lot more from his teammates, okay. which is totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it comes down to the quality we have on the field. Yeah. So like, okay. if he's doing that, that means he expects more from you, not because he doesn't think you're good enough. He mm-hmm. just expects more because he knows you could do more. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen him in training sessions where he's. You know, criticized me for doing stuff that I know I could do better. Like, oh, I, he passed me the ball and said touchback, and I, I, okay. I mess up, or, mm-hmm. or I, 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 I passed, I give a pass, but like he expects me to be able to like you know thread through the middle and play mm-hmm. like a better ball. Okay. Like that is not him saying like, oh my god, like mm-hmm. who is this kid? It's like yeah. I know you could do. I've seen you do. It's so why, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And half of the time, like he gets frustrated because you, you're right. He, mm-hmm. he, he is, is this like, like higher quality. He's expecting higher quality, and he's, yeah. he's expecting people to deliver because yeah. he ex- he knows we can and he knows yeah. his team can and so for him I feel mm-hmm. like it just gets a little harder because yeah. you know he's played with some like world class players and it just gets a little frustrating but right. I don't think it's necessarily negative because as pros you just gotta like be able to take that by you know you know take it in stress and just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know keep digging out I don't think anybody on that team is just kind of like like Zlatan this or Zlatan that mm-hmm. is like oh I messed up because like half of the time he's like whoever he's getting mad at or mm-hmm. like getting frustrated about knows what you know what they need to do right it's not I mean it's not really anything they needed they need coaching on it's yeah. like it's execution and, and right. sometimes it just comes with a lack of concentration mm-hmm. or, or fatigue or something but he just expects and you're right he's also in the letter like letter part of his his career now mm-hmm. like he can't keep chasing idle balls yeah, like if you're yeah. gonna ping a ball into space for him right make sure you're you know 
you put in it where yeah. he needs to be and yeah. where he can get them the ball. So <laughs> right. I think I think like as a player, you know, it. I think the players see it differently than the, than 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 anybody sitting in the, in, in, okay. the, in the stands. And right. So the players kind of understand. I, I think they they're understand. not taking it personally or getting it upset at all. And I, I, after the game, you see him in the locker room, like you know, the way he interacts with them, and, like tries to, you know, you know, the way he's he's around his teammates. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't understand as a teammate right. compared to, you know, because we. I think the general public we don't necessarily see that, and so it gets it gets hard to mm-hmm. to be you know neutral about how we uh, how we see it first hand on the field. I yeah. got you. How so? What do you think about being in here in LA and the soccer culture now with LAFC adding additional excitement and competition yeah. and rivalry? Right, we just had the MLS rivalry week, right? Yeah, tied, right? Which I predicted. I thought it was going to be a tie. Really? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a tie. Just the way it was going to balance out. Yeah. I didn't know the exact score, but I thought it'd be a tie. You know, what do you think uh, about the whole atmosphere in LA in general? With all I that? think it's great for LA, honestly. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, we got the Clippers, we got the Lakers, and mm-hmm. you know, it's there. And we got now we got the Galaxy, and we got we got LAFC, and it's kind of like the new, the old, the the old heads and the new kids in the block, and yep. it's just kind of added a lot of more excitement in the. Mm-hmm. Like if the if football in the U.S. is gonna grow, and I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, it keeps growing. I think L.A. really needed that, and and I think the game in the U.S. really needed that too, because L.A. is kind of the hub, and right. everything kind of like, yeah, it gets hyped up out here, yeah, and then it kind of like travels, and so L.A. having two soccer teams where you know you could just really pick and choose where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the players like it? Like inside the locker room? Are oh, they, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They like yeah. it? Yeah. They, don't, they don't get offended or think that, like it's like the upstart club no, and, and LA Galaxy has the legacy and all that, you know? I, I just, Since 96, yeah, you know, kind of thing? I think I guess everybody kind of gassed, you know? Okay. It's like, like we're going to go there out there and kind of just show them who is there. I mm-hmm. feel like that's the mentality. And if I was out there, that would be my mentality. It's like mm-hmm. I play for one of the most prestigious clubs in the U.S., mm-hmm. And if I'm playing against a new club that just came in, I want to go show that, uh, you know, like that royalty mm-hmm. that comes with, you know, wearing a jersey and having a badge on your on your chest. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like that's that's really it. I mean, I think that's that's what it goes through their heads every time they take the field because like Galaxy is known to be to be, you know, that guy. Yeah. And so it's every time they step out, it's kind of like we we can go out and try and dominate. And so that's I, th- I feel like that's having LAFC only just enhances their, you know, the hype around soccer in the U.S. and mm-hmm. the growth that we really kind of really need right now. Right, so, right. Okay. Yeah. No oh. negativity. No negativity. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What yeah. about uh, you know, kind of wrapping up? Uh, how has it been in L.A.? You know, where do you where are you living right now? I what live do you in do? Carson. It's you like live in Carson. Two minutes from the step up, so it's okay. pretty convenient. So you're right yeah, there. You yeah, live yeah. with other te- teammates. Or I got, yeah, I live in a, I live with a couple teammates. Okay. On the team. yeah. And what do you guys do to kind of let off steam and all that? Where do you guys hang out at? Uh, right now is there. There's a Fortnite hype going on. Really? So yeah. Doesn't that keep, Fortnite doesn't that keep you guys up all night long? Right? No. The if video you, game. If you play late, that's when the pros are up. So you gotta okay. like play when the noobs are up. Okay. I I, I don't play that much. I'm, I yeah. mean I, I I used to play FIFA a ton, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't game that much. I I go out. I I I hang out. I go to the beach. I go mm-hmm. I go eat. I I like to see LA. I've never lived in Santa Barbara for the longest time. Uh, I've never actually lived lived in LA. I've like been to LA and like hang out right. in LA with friends. But this is the first time like living here, so I'm just kind of like exploring. And with my track record, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. three clubs in uh, in two years, yeah. I, I've learned to kind of start enjoying like 
you know okay. i lived in bastia where it was like a 45 minute ferry to italy and i never went because mm-hmm. i thought you know You're i had focused th- you had time and right? also yeah, I, yeah. I was like i had i have three, three years, years here. i'll yeah. figure it out yeah. i figure a way to get there mm-hmm. i saw the ferry leave every morning come back mm-hmm. like every every night and i never did it and so like mm-hmm. right now i'm just starting like you know going out and enjoying you know the moment a lot more than mm-hmm. kind of i just like oh, i'll do it later you know like Fortnite is always going to be there so it, you know. <laughs> yeah so the guys are gamers yeah. then huh? yeah, most of the guys are gamers okay. they go out a bunch of them live in like hermosa redondo okay. long beach so they go out they're kind of beach people okay uh, sharkies uh you ever get these guys yeah i've heard sharkies in the event you haven't been there no okay. sharkies yeah it's okay Safari. you can avoid it yeah <laughs> you can avoid it it's okay. I, I can i'm sure you'll it. be real popular if you go though i'm uh, sure you guys will have a good time uh, yeah but uh yeah. you guys all hang out together as like teammates for the most part yeah, roommates? I'm actually like yeah. Uh, the te- roommates, obviously, but yeah. uh, I'm actually like meeting a couple of teammates after for like like dinner and stuff, like in Hermosa. So we uh, we get pretty, along pretty, pretty tight well. crew. Yeah, we're pretty tight crew. I just okay. had like lunch with Iman watching before I came. Mm. So it's like you know, like first yeah. team, second team, it really doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know. So it's kind of a big giant family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. All right, we wish you the best of luck. Any last words to your supporters out there? Thank you, thank you guys for having me. You know, just live your best life that's basically it you know awesome. you never know never know right you never exactly know. man speaks yeah. from experience right yeah. i appreciate you joining us here on the herbs Pitch podcast the beautiful game of life and we'll see you out there all right thank you thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.